Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. Hello, welcome to Brown AF. Today, I wanna talk to you about no one's favorite topic really, but one that will be critical to you on your way to success. And it is about you deciding and starting today to improve your relationship with rejection. And as a high achiever, it is very likely that you have a poor relationship with rejection and spend a lot of your energy, whether you know it or not, avoiding rejection at all costs. And so what this means is you're kind of showing up to life and to circumstances more from the angle of playing to make sure that you don't lose. And what that means is you are being more protective, defensive, closed off, and maybe even tentative. And this, my friend, is going to shortchange you from the kind of big, bold success that you want and that you can really create when you are showing up and playing to win. So the contrast is the difference between how you show up when you're playing to win versus preventing a loss. So let's just talk about a working definition of rejection. And in this case, it is the fear of being dismissed, having your idea or a proposal, an offer that you have turned down. The other technical definition is the Webster's definition is the spurning of one's affections. So either way you look at it, it doesn't sound great. And it comes down to that the idea of rejection really needles us at a very deep human level. And as that suggests, even at the level of the heart. And so it makes sense that we as humans are playing to protect ourselves. Essentially, we are avoiding opportunities, avoiding failure. And so for me, I remember what it felt like to feel rejected. I had moved to a new town. I didn't know anybody. I was young. I had moved from the only place I had ever known and nobody played with me. So I would spend time alone. I would take a book out to recess every day and sit under a tree and read. And finally, my teacher noticed it and made an announcement that maybe the kids should play with me instead of having me sit alone on the playground. But in any case, like I can remember those details really vividly. There was a desperate loneliness, a disconnectedness and fear. And so that is something that stays with you. And as a person of color, it doesn't even have to be a big life event like that, like moving from one city to another or even switching jobs. 
it really can feel that way every time you walk into the room and you feel like somebody doesn't get you, that you're overlooked or that you don't belong. And so because it's such a relevant feeling and it's so pervasive in our lives, we tend to get more and more protective of staying away from something that feels remotely close to rejection. Because truthfully, rejection shakes your sense of belonging. And it happens to everybody, to people of color, to non-people of color. And so what we really want to make sure that we're doing for all leaders is to make sure that we redefine what we think rejection is and that we increase our ability to deal with it in all the different forms that it will come up on the path to what you want. And so you also want to make sure that if somebody has feedback, negative feedback, they reject your offer altogether. This is not a referendum on you. It never is. And it is not about you as a person. And it really isn't even about your idea. It's somebody's opinion. It's somebody's perspective. They're allowed to have it. And once you make rejection mean something bigger than that, when you take it really personally, you lose power, you lose your authority over your next step. And so we feel really oversensitive and fragile when something doesn't go our own way or the way that we planned or expected. We feel particularly bad about it when we make it personal or think that it reflects that the whole thing isn't going to work. And so I really want to make sure that you avoid any emotional tailspin that will hurt you or put your mission at risk and that wastes valuable time and energy. And so the way that we do that, the way that we show up to play to win and really stay on a focused path of success that we create is to develop what I like to call a rejection protocol, one that we tend to on purpose and that we put some thought and attention to so that we are less sensitive to rejection and create a healthy relationship with all its various forms. Because one thing is guaranteed, you're going to face it. And so we want to first get really firmly rooted in our mission. Have the data that supports you, that makes you feel good. Don't go overboard, but have those numbers that create a lot of clarity and support your purpose. Know your purpose. All of this will help you get up so much more quickly and get back into high quality action, which is key. And the other thing you want to be able to do is allow yourself to sulk or complain or vent for a very defined specific amount of time. And I have heard this again and again, the shorter the amount of time that you give this, the better. So you don't want to do this for more than like 24 hours. And then you get right back up, stay focused, align to your purpose, and you get back to your strategically planned actions and get moving. We want to make sure 
that you do allow the negative emotion that comes up. It could be disappointment, sadness, embarrassment. You might feel like you wasted a ton of effort, so you could feel really drained. You might just need a little break. So feel that negative emotion. Don't try to spin this into something positive. That is not what this conversation is about. And don't suppress it or avoid it. What you want to do is sit with it. Feel the emotion. Describe it as it feels in your body. So locate it in your body and then let it naturally work itself through your body. I want to point out to you that rejection does not mean that you failed, that you're a failure, or that your idea is going to fail. It just means that you have to try it another way. You have to find another angle and try to do it again. When I first started going down this path, because I have a tendency of being really hard on myself and have really high expectations for what I put out into the world and how it's received, I would be way more sensitive than necessary or than healthy whenever something didn't go my way or the way that I wanted it to go. And I would literally feel like I was a failure. And that wasn't the case at all. It's just the truth that we are going to have so many rejections and we're also going to have a lot of wins. And we want to be focused on the end game. And it will always matter most how you show up and keep showing up for yourself. So failure is a judgment call. It's one that you make up in your brain. You decide and you can slap that label on it. You can call yourself a failure if you want, or you can commit that you'll never do this. You can refuse to do this forever. And then when you decide to really level up, you stay in your power and you go forward with more conviction. And again, for those of you who have always been really demanding on yourself and have had a lot of success, you are going to have to purposefully understand that this is going to take some special effort and be committed to it. When we decide that we can make a tweak or a change, go about it in a different angle, then we can be in charge of the success that we create and we can make winning an inevitable part of the process. And effectively, what we do is we neutralize external experiences or circumstances. And when we do that, when we neutralize what happens outside of us, we can hit the pause button. We can think for a minute and then decide how we want to react and show up that way. This is how you change decades worth of patterns and behaviors through choice and new decision-making. So I wanted to be sure that you had these tools because when you face rejection, you now have the opportunity to double down, to double down on your mission, on your purpose, and recommit to what you are trying to do. You then can reevaluate your approach and make it better. You can come up with a stronger angle 
with more precision to get what you want. And you can purposely decide that you will not retract, contract, or go small. You won't question whether your purpose has validity and you'll never think of yourself as a failure. And this is why I wanted to start with the groundwork in the previous episodes for why it is so critical for you to know your purpose, define your desire, know how thoughts create your results, and the critical place that emotional energy plays into all of that. Because when you have those foundational pieces and now you know how to respond to rejection, you are so much stronger than you think you are. You get to reconnect to your purpose, your deep why, and your desire and take action from that. When you do it this way, you're the champion of your story. You get to tap into renewed purpose and energy and really take the feedback and integrate it if you want. Or you can decide that you don't like it at all. You can reject it and incinerate it and move forward. And this is how you get better and better. We are conditioned to over-index and expect perfection, positivity, instant gratification at all times. And that's just not how this is going to go. There are going to be high times and low times, and everything is just a cycle, and it's feedback, and you get to decide how you're going to show up. And as wildly ambitious people, when you expect rejection and difficult times and also commit that you will never quit, you won't quit on your idea, you won't quit on yourself, that you'll pick up, you'll get resourceful, and you'll keep going. You ensure that success is yours. And yeah, you're going to have to feel some crappy emotions. And that isn't always awesome. Those emotions that are difficult, like embarrassment, shame, sadness, and disappointment, it feels dark when they are present. But when you can allow them, you get stronger. The key is to create personal safety inside yourself with all of these feelings and with your past so that you can have compassion for them, understand what they're there to teach you, and then fully integrate them over time into who you are today and bring them along so that you are on the journey together instead of resisting them, which makes it so much harder. So commit right now that you're going to have a better relationship with rejection. And here are four questions that will help you do that. Ask yourself, how will you decide to handle a no when you get it? What will you do to process the emotions and the experience? Why is it important for you to go through this? And what will you do and not do when you're in the midst of a rejection episode? And how long will you define the time that you'll do it? And again, 
I don't want you to be spending more than 24 hours in a place of sulking, venting, or complaining. And then after that, you want to pick yourself up and get moving. And remember, your deep why and your desire are there to fuel you and keep you going. And that's why cultivating it on demand is a critical skill to develop now. So building your relationship with rejection is a success life skill. So between now and next week, answer those four questions and come up with your rejection protocol. I want you to normalize rejection in your life, expect it, and improve your ability to create massive success by dealing with it better. So until next week, you have some work ahead of you and share what's coming up for you. Send us a DM or an email and let us know how your rejection relationship is going, how you're strengthening it, how you're honoring it, and how you're going to move forward when it pops up. All right. Go out there, be brown AF, and we will see you here next week. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious changemakers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one by booking a consultation call at www.nihacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think, create, and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.